we didn't have the crew that we thought we had and they were stealing from us. They were stealing from our customers and we realized and this they're could, stealing from each other. Yeah. <laughs> and so we did the only logical thing you could do. And we fired them all on the spot over from, the phone from a pizza shop in Ohio. <laughs> So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country, and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. Have you ever thought you had it all figured out? Only to realize you were completely wrong. Almost every day. <laughs> this is Dale and Brian Carmi. Welcome back to the Impact Without Limits podcast. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're now uh, in Albuquerque. This oh, we're wrapping up the first full, full year, year in yeah. business. And, and oh, it's it's starting to run, right? Right. We talked last time. We're building the team. We had multiple salespeople. Not all of them were perfect to what we wanted, but we had a sales team. We had an office manager. We had the installation leader. We had the teams. We were there. It's like, you know, things it's are happening. We did a couple commercial projects and we just closed. And I can't remember if it was you, Eli, me, or some combination of all of us. We sold this apartment complex on artificial turf. They're putting it all around the complex. This this was once again the largest project to date that that we had ever sold. Yeah, it was actually our. Um, I think the landlord at the office um, also owned an apartment complex, and so that was the connection. And we ended up going out and we we sold this project. Um, but it was right around Christmas time, and we had we really hadn't been back to Ohio as a family. I no, don't think we hadn't since we'd moved out. Um, and so we decided we were going to go back to Ohio for Christmas this year. Yeah. I mean, it was working. Right. <laughs> we had the team. It's like, we, we, I think it's safe to say, um, other than Sundays and, and Saturdays here and there, we hadn't had any days off. I mean, right. every day was a work day. And all of a sudden, we're going to take two weeks. We're going to fly back, I think, the middle of December or, you know, somewhere around 15th to 20th. We're going to fly back to Ohio, be with our family for Christmas, New Year, and and then come back out. And it was exciting. It was. Well, we could do it because we finally had a well-oiled machine. Like you said, the pieces were in place. And um, I remember you talking about when we were flying yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember taking off the morning we went down, got on the airplane. We've got both our families and I made sure I was sitting by a window and as we're taking off, I wanted to look out and see that apartment complex that we were doing. And I'm, I'm watching the landscape pass below me and I thought I saw it. I don't know for sure it was, but I was watching the position where we went, where it was. And, I, and I'm, I'm looking down and I see that apartment complex and I'm thinking it, it worked, right? What we did, that, that was one of those moments where you're like, it worked. We're on a plane. We're with our families. We're going to Ohio. That job was starting that day. Right. That that day we're flying out was the first day of the job. We have our, our uh, project leader, crew leader going out, the two different crews going out because it was a big project. And that job was going to happen 
well, we weren't even there. So we're, this is know, like a dream come we're, true. We're, we're making money. Business is working without us being there. And just what a, you know, I, I want to be careful. I don't know if I want to say proud moment because you, you want to be careful and be yeah. proud, but just, just a sense of man. We did it. Yep. We, we were, we've been fighting the odds. We've had our ups and downs. We've battled. And here we are. This is maybe the, the most evidence we've seen to this point that, Hey, what, what we were doing was working and just, just had a great flight home. I remember, uh, I, I just remember enjoying it and, and thinking through it and, and just being excited about getting home and seeing the family and having two weeks back in Ohio. And then we landed. Things changed. <laughs> so we get back to Ohio and we stopped. Uh, you said it was, we were going to get pizza at one yeah. of our favorite pizza places in Ohio. And well, right. First we got a call. The The pizza was like the next day. Okay. The first day, I think it was by the time we landed, we get a call and it was from our, the, our the landlord. landlord, his maintenance guy. Yeah. And they said, Hey, um, we seem to have some equipment missing from our equipment room, like a weed whacker and some things. We Lower. think your guys may have stolen it. Well, I think they said maybe they put it on the truck with their maybe stuff. Maybe they loaded it on the truck with their stuff, yep. something like that. And the, my first reaction was, well, that doesn't even make sense because our guys didn't have access to your equipment room. And then we find out it was cold. It had snowed that morning and they had opened up the equipment room so our guys could step in there to get warm. So then we call our guys and we say, hey, did, is there a chance you guys loaded up, accidentally loaded up a weed whacker, or a blower, or some of this stuff from the apartment complex? And their answer was... No, as a matter of fact, some of our stuff got stolen too. And all of a sudden we started scratching our heads like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're telling me that somebody comes along and stole stuff from the apartment complex and from us at the same time. And they're like, yeah, we're missing, I don't know, power tools, a tamper, uh, the power broom, you know, Stuff that had motor motors on and, it, and 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 we're asking them silly questions like, "Well, where were you guys?" <laughs> like, oh, well, we were there. Well, how's this stuff get stolen if you're there and you're using it? Like, when, when could it have gotten stolen? And there weren't real good answers. No, there were not good answers. And then the next day is when we got another call where they said. Hey, we don't have keys to the truck. We said, what do you mean you don't have keys to the truck? They said, we're on the job site. Here are the truck. We don't have any keys. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> Why don't you have keys? They said, well, so-and-so uh, had it in their sweatshirt pocket or the hoodie, and somebody stole the sweatshirt, so they didn't have keys to the truck. So in a matter of 24 hours of landing, we find out that our customer had stuff stolen. We supposedly had stuff stolen. We lost the keys to the truck. We had some clothes stolen. It, it was just, it was just stupid stuff going on. And I don't remember it all, but there was others. We started asking questions and digging in and it becomes obvious that there's a pretty big tale being woven here. Yeah. Uh, when the cat's away, the mice will play, I guess. We didn't have the crew that we thought we had and they were stealing from us. They were stealing from our customers and we realized and this they're could, stealing from each other. Yeah. And so 
We did the only logical thing you could do, and we fired them all on the spot over from, the phone. From a pizza shop in Ohio. <laughs> and that's where maybe we learned another lesson, which is if you're going to fire someone from stealing, probably want to be there in person. Maybe do it in person, or at least at a point where they don't have to return all of your equipment and lock it up for you before <laughs> they leave. Uh, because more stuff got stolen and it was, it was a train wreck. We had an unhappy customer. We had an unhappy, well, we lost equipment. Um, the guy we thought was leading our crews, Richard was missing anything. in action. He wasn't even out he, there. Yeah. He was in the office cause it was too cold out. And this well-oiled machine that we thought we had, I mean, the wheels fell off 24 hours. It was all gone. <laughs> and you know, we, we were left in Ohio trying to figure out how do we handle this. And we just kind of put out our mind and said, we'll just deal with it when we get back to Albuquerque. There's nothing we can do with it now. Well, and again, and I feel like I try to restate you many times. It's not to just right, say it I don't wrong. say it right the first it's time. Just, it's for <laughs> emphasis. The decision, we, we reacted emotionally. I think any time in life that we just react emotionally, that knee-jerk reaction – that, that's the one where you say, stop and breathe, stop and think. But uh, a lot of times talk about, you know, you type an email, go ahead and type whatever you want in the email. Just don't hit send. Wait a day, read it again and see what it's like. And here we were in a pizza shop. We went from 24 hours before being just so pleased and proud of where we were and what we accomplished to after uh, being in uh, Ohio for one day, realizing the train was off the tracks and we reacted emotionally and just fired everybody on the crew. And what we probably should have done was just said, you know what guys, we're going to shut down for Christmas. Everybody just, you know, take your time off. We'll reconvene when we get back. And then when we were back in New Mexico, call them all in and fire them when we had our equipment there and we could have protected it. Yeah. Uh, instead we lost, Pretty much anything that was a small power tool, hand tool, things like that, we're gone. Yeah. And, um, you know, at the same time that's going on, you know, we've, we, we talked about Ty, our, our, you know, I friend forgot about Ty and partner down in Florida. And, uh, Ty called us, I think right about that same there time we were right going we're... back to Ohio and said, guys, I just Big made a news. sale. Big, Big news. Big news. And Ty had sold a project. It was at a uh, a day school in Florida and near Miami, and it was uh, it was a project that was over fifty thousand dollars of, of yeah. It sale. was it was seventy five hundred square feet, which of turf, which nobody had crossed now. That, right, that a new threshold. Yep, that, that broke that fifty thousand sale barrier, and it broke it pretty easily. It eclipsed a square footage number we had never really seen or, or considered possible. And it's like, Oh my goodness, this is awesome. And he said, but the thing is they want to get it done over Christmas over vacation. Holidays, right? So when school opens, they, they're, they're ready to go. And I said, great. And then his follow up was, uh, I didn't really have a crew. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we said, Hey, neither do we, uh, and no, we, we said, all right, we'll come down and help. So here we are flying home for Christmas. We, we probably get back four or five days before Christmas. We spend the first two days dismantling our crew in Albuquerque and losing everything. And then the day after Christmas, the 26th, we fly down to Florida and we do an install with Ty that time wise, we're going to fly back 
to Ohio, New Year's, and then fly to Albuquerque. So our vacation yeah. maybe wasn't quite the no, vacation. But we, it was we exciting. Counted. I mean, yeah. it was it was uh, no it gave from us a biz, from a business standpoint, it was amazing. It, it it was you're right. It was hope. It was excitement. It was energy. And it would have been it's something that would have been easy for us to be jealous of envious. Ty, envious yep. of Ty. Like, well, shoot, he's you know we've been at this for a year and a half almost, and we've never done anything like this. Here he is, three months in, and he lands a project unlike anything we've ever seen or heard. And and how much money were we making out of this project, Brian? None. Well, that's not completely true. I think Ty might have paid us paid a his little, labor. paid us for our labor, and we got the peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> Ty, every, every day on the job, Ty would bring a gallon jug of water from home. Well, it wasn't from home, from the hotel. From the hotel. And, and a, uh, a, loaf, a of loaf of bread and bread. a jar of peanut butter. Peanut butter. Uh, and Ty and uh, his father-in-law, Tony, and the two of us, uh, we humped out that work, man. Oh. It was it was a lot of four, turf in a short period of time. Four people, one of us a senior citizen, and we, we knocked out that project, 7,500 square feet in four days. Yeah, that, that was back then. I mean, even today, but back then, that was hustling. that was moving. That was but, a lot. But of work. to your point, here we are. Um, you know, and and our business we, again, we think it it was going really well. We realize it's kind of in shambles, and and here Ty is, you know, seeing more success than we had seen, and we were we could have looked at it and we could have been bitter or jealous or envious, and instead we looked at it and said, hey. This is if, this is exciting. If he can do if it, it can happen there. It can happen. It anywhere. can happen for us. And, Absolutely. Uh, and in hindsight, we were probably thankful for the the work and the peanut butter sandwiches because we were we were running on fumes. Uh, well, we we were down in Florida. Yeah. When you when you come from Albuquerque, yeah, the humidity of Florida is like three hundred percent. It might only be ninety two or ninety three percent humidity, but compared to Five percent in Albuquerque, it feels like two or three hundred percent. I remember it felt like there was a wet blanket on me yeah. as soon as I stepped off the plane. It's like I was trying to breathe and I was on oxygen Underwater. and somebody was standing on my hose. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Imagine that. That was awful. Yeah, and this was another thing that happened on this job is it was a playground, but we ran the grass up to the play area. Right. And then it stopped and they did this stuff called uh pour in place. Mm-hmm. Something like that, which is a rubber surfacing that goes under the equipment because it was fall safe. And I remember us sitting there looking at it and we're, and we're talking to Ty and it's like, why, why wouldn't we go the whole way under the play equipment with the turf? And it's be, well, because it's not fall safe rated. And it's the same thing we ran into at lemon, the lemon drop. drop bush place we were talking about last show. So we really start thinking about this idea. How do we develop? How do we find a solution that will allow our grass to be used under the play equipment. And that, you know, ties back to from, for everyone's standpoint, the eye for innovation is coming up with new and creative ideas. And Ty kind of took the lead on that and ran because he he was in that market, that Florida market where the yards were huge. It was different than Albuquerque and to survive. He had to do that. Yeah, And I mean, very thankful that he did because that, you know, eventually chasing that created playground grass and it created, it created a whole industry. I mean, it, it really changed the turf industry. It's, yeah. it's amazing when you think the turf industry it. and the surfacing industry. Yep. Because to that point, nobody was truly using 
artificial turf is the surface under playground equipment. They would do just what we did there. They'd take it up to the equipment and stop it and do some other surfacing underneath. So a lot of things came out of that project that at the time we wouldn't have seen or thought about or considered. Um, but it was, it was a very, uh, exciting, fun project and made for, um, a difficult, but fun Christmas to New Year vacation. Yeah. yeah. And, and so again, Lori and Angie were champions through this. I mean, I think they were thinking, man, we finally get a Christmas with, uh, with our family or some time with our family over this Christmas holiday. And shortly after we got back to Ohio, we had Christmas there and then yeah. we flew out and, uh, went down to Florida and, uh, worked there, came back just in time to pick them up and get back to the airport and fly back to Albuquerque and pick up the pieces of our broken business. Yeah, so, so right. We get back to Albuquerque. Everything's different now. Yeah. We not have, in a good way. We have no install crew. Nope. We do have a crew leader and a, a or did I say crew leader, but a project, what do we call him? Project lead, project manager. I call a, him Richard. <laughs> with a full, with a full salary. Yep. Uh, we have a couple sales team, but we are back into the seasonality. You know, you're back to that wondering moment. Okay. What, what's going to happen? What are we going to do? Because three weeks earlier, we're leaving Albuquerque thinking we're hitting stride. And all of a sudden we're back in Albuquerque the first week of January. And it feels like you heard that record scratch, uh, as this thing screeched to a halt. And it's like, all right, what, you know, what do we do? What are we going to do? What's going to come up a, a year before, was that's when we were trying to venture down to Tucson. Yep. And we had the story of Wes, you know, the angel and we're sitting here. I don't want to say sitting here, like looking for what, you know, what's the, the next thing that's going to save us, but we're just looking, we how something. do we, how do we get through? How do we fight through? Because you're just not selling many jobs in, uh, in January. We did have, I don't know if you want to say, good fortune, but we did have something to keep us busy. It was fixing the project at the apartment complex that they had a not finished and B the parts they'd done, not done well. Yeah. <clears throat> so we got to go out and do that in the cold and the um, weather of January. But that, that was a job that was already done and in the books. Yeah. It's surprising. Richard wasn't able to get that done while we were gone. <laughs> didn't work out that way. Did not work. But the, out really. Yeah. We asked the question at the beginning, have you ever thought you had it all figured out to realize you were completely wrong? And, and I think that's kind of where we were. We thought our business was firing on all cylinders. Clearly it wasn't. Um, you know, we looked at, you know, where we were, we thought we were leading the way and Ty was following behind and here Ty goes out and sells a project bigger than we could have imagined. And, um, you know, but the perspective and how you look at things is important. Yes. And I think both, you know, life and business, there's ups and downs, there's an ebb and flow to it. And you can't let those highs or those lows, you know, affect your mindset too much. I mean, for, for us, we, we needed to stay consistent, stay, um, you know, motivated to keep moving forward. When, you know, when you have the highs, you don't celebrate and take time off and you have the lows, you don't give up and quit. You've got to keep moving and keep and, grinding. And we talk about it a lot, but that comes back to purpose. That comes back to vision. As uh, through through the rough times, through the highs, through the lows, you you got to keep centered. And, and I think of it like a compass, right? A compass 
always points true north. And you can spin it, move it whatever way you want to go. That thing's always pointing north. And we had our, our eyes and our vision set on a direction. And it didn't matter what was hitting us and how how we were being tossed. We kept that as the direction we were headed. And we've said it before, uh, right? Through this, through these struggles, through these challenges, we both quit. Yep. We quit multiple times. We just never quit on the same day. If there was a day I was out of it, you were good. If there was a day you were out of it, I was good. And I, I wouldn't say it happened, but if it ever did happen, there was a day we were both out of it. Our wives were there to support us. So it, it was it was important that we were there to support and lift up each other. And and I think, you know, wherever you're at, just, just know that you're going to have those highs and lows. You're going to have the peaks and valleys, the waves, and you've got to embrace the good times and enjoy them. But don't be so naive to think that just because you're in a good moment, there's not potentially a bad moment oh, around the corner. <laughs> let me, it's coming back. Let me back. say the other way. There is always another bad moment around the corner. Yeah. And always. when you're in the bad times, don't be so naive to think that you're going to be stuck there they forever. Don't, they don't last. They don't forever. last. There are going to be better days ahead. So keep pushing, keep climbing, and embrace and enjoy and celebrate those mountaintop moments. But don't be fooled into thinking that, hey, we've arrived or and, we're there. And, and there's a certain value, Brian, in, and I know there are different personality traits, and I'm kind of a, a steady personality, um, and I think you are too, yeah. but um, don't, when the highs are high, don't get too high. And when the lows are low, don't let yourself get too low because we we had our changes from mountaintop to valley, back to mountaintop, back to lower valley. Sometimes that could happen back and forth three or four times in, in a week or two period. Yep. Sometimes you might have multiple of these in a day. Um, so you just, you kind of, as, as much as you're able, kind of smooth out those peaks and valleys um, into something that's more manageable. And, um, yeah, I don't know. We said it's kind of like a yo-yo. Yeah, I think, I think really, you've got to give credit where it's due. It was your wife that pointed that out. Lori commented that it's kind of like a yo-yo, and you got those ups and downs. But the truth is, just because it goes down, it's not like a bouncy ball. It's automatically coming back up. Sometimes they stay Sometimes, down for, for a little while. I think in this case, our yo-yo hit the floor and exploded, it and it was broken. Open. You had to but, put it back together, tie the string back on, wind it back up, and then go back at it. But we did, and we kept going. And so maybe you're in those moments right now. Maybe you're in a mountaintop moment, and and you're it's celebrate it. Be excited. Be it's okay to be proud of the accomplishment, but don't be foolish enough to think that you've got it all figured out and you've arrived, and you're not going to have more challenges. And maybe you're in one of those low moments where you're. You're feeling like nothing's going your way. Um, that's not going to last forever. Just keep pushing, keep grinding, keep moving, and better days are ahead. So, uh, you know, wherever you're, you're at, hopefully this show uh, had had some impact and it, it caused you to think about your situation. And as, as you were listening, if you're thinking of somebody else thinking, hey, this would be good for them, shoot them a text with a link to the show. And uh, we always appreciate reviews. If you wouldn't mind uh, going out on the Apple Podcasts, scrolling down, giving a review. And people love to read. Uh, we, we hear this a lot. People, when, whenever they look at something, 
whether it's on Amazon or on a, a podcast, it's not just the rating, but it's the words, it's the review. So they're, if there's something they specific, know what other people think, right? If there's something specific that you found beneficial from the show or what you like about it, we'd love to see those words. And, and we appreciate the feedback. Sure. It helps us know what, what's important and what to focus on. So keep going, keep grinding and uh, keep making an impact. Be people of impact and create people of impact. We'll see you next week. This is the Fred Carmi reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.